transmitting from year 1999. You are receiving this broadcast. Hello, everyone. TSL back again. Darren, we're talking about the Prince of Darkness. We're continuing with our John Carpenter series. Now, when I, this first movie came out in 1987, uh, I was confused as hell. Very confused in the beginning. Every time Victor Wong came on as Professor Byrak, I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. Yeah, it's um, a bit of a muddled movie. But having said that, um, I was a bit like you. I didn't really get it when I first saw it. But now I watched it. I mean, I bought a really nice 4K box set of it. And I watched it today for the first time in probably 20 years. And I actually really enjoyed it. I think there's some really good stuff in this film. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of The Fog quite a bit as well. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about it. It's um, it's an interesting one. Yeah, let's 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 drink the ecto juice here. with what a, 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 a um, this monastery this church this abandoned church fa uh, has and has kept i guess liquid satan contained mm. all this all this time and it's starting to corrode through the canister yeah and to yeah. eventually you know so satan is released now satan is in this movie is not i guess an angel that has been cast out by god it's the actual son of the anti-god as Victor Wong's character uh, as says, there's always an anti-matter to actual matter. And, and you know, ladies and gentlemen, go back and watch the beginning of the movie and explain what the hell he's talking about. Uh, to me, you know, that would, <laughs> that would be helpful. Um, but your best character? My best character is, um, is Priest. That's what his name is. Donald Pleasance is just called Priest in this film. Mm-hmm. And it was great to see him back with um, with John Carpenter after doing what, a couple of Halloween films with him and um, Escape from New York, uh, and then coming and doing this as well. I'm sure I've missed one there. Anyway, um, I think it's one of his best roles outside of Loomis and and Blofeld um, from from um, from Bond. He's 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 incredibly mild mannered in this. You don't get that kind of edge that you have. Um, in Halloween too, he's he's very level-headed. Um, he he's very calm about the whole situation, and he pulls all the right people together to try and figure out what the hell's going on in this in this church. Um, he's almost like a kind of Father Malone type character. Mm -hmm. Father Malone um, in the fog had the um, that kind of journal. And Donald Pleasance has something very similar in this as well, in that kind of huge book that that kind of sect have kept hidden for, for years. And, yeah, I, I just think he, he, he does a really, really kind of admirable job in, of kind of holding this film together with all these other sort of peripheral characters. I think he steals the show. Mm. I mean, every time you, you see a Donald Pleasance on screen, uh, you're always like, I'm just going to watch him. And and he he's an absolutely absolutely great character on screen in this movie, mm. um, but he's not actually my best character. My best character is Catherine. Okay, um, just because she makes the selfless sacrifice of stopping 
the world coming f- to an end. Yeah. We yeah. think. I think. <laughs> and that beginning dream sequence is freaking eerie as hell. It is. Yeah. A lot of this is really unsettling. Shit. Um, there's a number of sequences. And as I, you know, as I said before, it really does remind me of the fog. You know, this kind of movie climaxes in a church where there's all these kind of entities from outside trying to get in, zombies coming through the windows and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 eerie recordings, um, insects. Alice Cooper, who's this kind of homeless guy, who's kind of you know th- who's attracted to what's going on. Um, it's it's a really unsettling experience, I think, and one mm-hmm. that's quite underrated. Your worst character, my worst character, and you have to bear with me with this. Um, I actually kind of liked everybody in there. But there's this one guy who has a walk-on, walk-off moment, which I just kind of burst out laughing. And it's the moment where, as um, what do they call? Um, there's, there's a there's a character who's who's who was in the TV show Simon and Simon. I remember him in that. He's kind of like a sort of uh, poor man's Tom Atkins with the mustache. Um, he's kind of st- well, not stalking, but it appears like he's stalking Linda Blonde. Um, Lisa Blunt, who plays Catherine Danforth mm-hmm. in this. Um, and he's kind of waiting for her as she's leaving um, her college. And she walks out with this guy. Oh, look at this guy now. Where the fuck was that hair- haircut coming from, honestly? <laughs> Is it Glenn Medeiros? <laughs> this kind of Fabio wannabe that she's walking around with. <laughs> And the, but the mullet makes quite a lot of appearances in this film. There's it's packed full of mullets. Um, you've got what's his name? It's it a Wyndham? mullet mania. Yeah, yeah. You've got Wyndham. He's got a great mullet. There's the mm-hmm. other guy, the sort of chubby guy who looks like Mullins, the guy from yeah. Halloween uh, Kills, who takes a jump off the building. Oh, Jesus! Um, <laughs> it's a complete mullet fest. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so Catherine Danforth's friend, this chap, he's my worst character because look at the state of that. And he's just peacocking around there. Look at that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, my worst character is Lisa. Okay. This, this, this girl who has, who has, who, who's very, very sexy and she's, she's, she's smart as hell. But she knows she's smart, and she'd rather be typing away at the computer and everything, and and is very all about her academics that she refuses to use whatever God gave her to go out and have some fun. (laughs) That is a really eerie moment, though, when Dennis Dunn walks in the room. Is it Walter, his character? Walter, And she's on the computer in a complete trance. It's almost like a moment from The Shining or something. Um, with all the I can't remember what the text is on the screen but there's some really kind of eerie text that's coming up on the screen that she's kind of typing at lightning speed um, I, I yeah Dennis Dunn is um, is kind of and this is Wang Chi from Big Trouble in Little China isn't it that we get yes. in this his second um, movie with, with John Carpenter um, yeah he's um, I don't know whether he's fond of her or or what but um, he 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 gets quite awkward with it, doesn't he? Because he's he's she's a, she's a kind of um, an awkward character in this. Film. Yeah, they could have used her as those two could have like some kind of sex sexual tension between each other in this movie. 
Um, but yeah, she's kind of a throwaway character for me. Um, <laughs> your best line. Um, and it's from Dennis Dunn. Um, and, and, and about Lisa when she stood outside, um, staring at him, he's, is he in like the confessional box or something? Um, he's trapped in that room, isn't he, for a little mm-hmm. while? And he's looking through the through the window, the sort of grid there, and he says, Normally I love being dominated by women. Lisa, I'm sorry about what I said before. You don't look Asian at all. <laughs> As zombified Lisa stood there staring in at him. <laughs> Made you chuckle. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a good it's a good moment. The, well, one of the one part you said was kind of my worst line, but we'll get to that in in a minute. Um, my best line is where we have the guy that just got stabbed by the homeless lady, and he's now possessed, and he has all these insects all around him, and people are staring at him, and you hear this hello. And it says, I got a message for you, and you're not going to like it. It's really creepy. I've got a message for you, and you're not going to like it. Pray for death. Pray for death. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And then he falls apart. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really upsetting, is that? I, yeah, That's, that. Oh, the makeup was great too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But his line when he says that, you know, it was just that was the creepiest moment. That was my best line. I, I absolutely mm. love that line. Um, your worst line. Again, it's Dennis Dunn, and he <sighs> um, <laughs> he comes out with somewhat a bit of a sort of a joke that jars a little bit now. Which I'm not going to repeat, but he comes out with a, a racist joke about um, black people and Jewish people, um, and I'm sure back in 1987 everybody thought it was hilarious. But um, watching this today, I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> it does jar." Uh, so that is my worst line: is is Dennis Dunn's off-color joke um, that, that doesn't sit right in um, in 2021. My worst line also comes from Dennis Dunn in that same framework that you just said. <laughs> and it's him talking to Lisa and says, does everyone ever tell you you could pass as Asian? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. come on. You know, it's yeah, just like, yeah. like he said, you know, 1987, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was kind of, you know, tongue in cheek. Everyone yeah. laughed. They always made fun of each other, but now you can't say it. Um, yeah. But yeah. It, it's, it's, it's probably because of our current mind is thinking, ooh, but our mind back then would have been like, ah, yeah, whatever. yeah. I just think you know, the, a lot's come to the forefront recently, and we're kind of conditioned differently now. We we know mature, yeah, yeah. We we know what to we we have better filters these days, and, and yeah. well, we shouldn't need filters because we shouldn't be saying these things. But um, yeah, it's um, it's there's a few off color moments for mm-hmm. sure. Um, your best kill. As you've mentioned already, I think Wyndham, um, the way that he dies, and also the fact that um, he's talking like a Dalek in the in those sequences. You ever seen Doctor Who and the Daleks? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He Exterminate! Sounds exactly like a, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's just a really eerie moment as he stood outside. There are there are a few moments in this film as well that remind me of Assault on Precinct 13. There's one shots of all the kind of zombies lined up across the parking lot outside the church as they're staring at the church. Reminds me of the moment in Assault on Precinct 13 with the gangs all stood outside staring mm-hmm. in. Wyndham, played by Robert Grasmey, is kind of um, giving this warning to the students and then his head drops off, as you said. And he's kind of like consumed by all these bugs in a moment that sort of reminds me of uh, E.G. Marshall in in Creepshow. Um, But he's standing on them all. You can see that they're just killing all these bugs in this sequence. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's it's a really eerie moment and people are just stood watching him going, what the hell? Um, So, yeah, that would be my best kill. Besides Alice Cooper stabbing the guy with the bike, Mm. which is pretty cool because it's Alice Cooper. Uh, yeah. I, I do agree with you, uh, Frank being stabbed by the homeless lady. And that that sequence is is kind of long. Mm. It's Even though it's it's kind of a few seconds, but you feel it takes forever. Cause, and you feel that that actress is actually really punching him. <laughs> Real yeah. stabbing him. Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just, uh, I was amazed. It was... Uh, uh, yeah, it was my it was my favorite kill, my best kill as well. Um, mm-hmm. Your worst kill? Well, I've got a worst kill almost, and okay. it's 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 the attempt to kill Donald Pleasance. <laughs> he can't die. Donald can't die. No, I know, but is it a door or a, I don't know what it is—a wardrobe or something that kind of that, that moves along and traps him be- between the wall. It's so badly shot. I don't. I know that they wanted to do it using Donald Pleasance, but surely they could have come up with something better than that. You can clearly see it doesn't hit him. Um, it it just looks so hokey. It did back then, and it still does now. And it's one of those shots. Even as a fifteen-year-old kid, when I first saw this film, I was like. <laughs> just laughed at it you know because it looked so <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> and it's the one bit that i think kind of lets this movie down a little bit uh my worst kill is mullen's neck snap mm. it's a neck snap yeah yeah you know it'd be funny if you know if we got some bugs out of coming out of his head or something like that but yeah it was just a complete neck snap uh yeah yeah, eh, nothing, nothing really exciting about it. Um, besides, you know, I, I was gonna pick, you know, people getting, you know, shot in the mouth with fluid, but that's not considered a, a kill. It's yeah, considered that, possession. That, you know, that sort of riffs on the the thing as well, doesn't it? You know, the dog in the thing when it's transforming is just kind of like jetting out all this kind of fluid from somewhere. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sort of reminds me of, of, of the moments in Prince of Darkness when um, yeah, the zombies are attacking. And it's, um, and it's always shot from the side, right? So Because they have the, the, the two... <laughs> the little straw there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> um, your best moment of this movie? Um, well, i kind of got two sort of moments that I really like about this. One is a, is a, is a big moment, which is um, the score for this film which I think is the real sort of engine room of this movie. I think it's such a brilliant score. Um, It just ratchets up the tension throughout, and it's just there, plodding away in the background, Um, just like this real ominous force. 
Um, I think it was John Carpenter and Alan Howarth that did it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a terrific score. And I was really pleased when I got the 4K. There's a four-disc 4K box set in the UK. And um, the score is part of that, which is great because it's a terrific score. But I think that the the finale of this movie, the last 15, 20 minutes, is just excellent. It's so tense. And again, as I said before, just reminds me of the, the ending of The Fog um, in a good way. Not in a, It's not copied or anything, but there were just elements of it, which I think he's kind of, he's kind of tipping his hat to a lot of his movies in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that whole finale sequence, there's so much going on in it. It's quite difficult to follow at times because different events are happening in different places. Um, and yeah, and, it, and even after the, the everything's kind of, when you think it's over, there's still a sting at the end, which leaves you thinking a typical carpenter sting, you know, whether it's the thing or Halloween or, you know, any of it, or Big Trouble in Little China, he always leaves you wondering at the end of the film. And this, again, this movie is uh, one of those films. I, I agree with you 100%. Catherine's sacrifice at the end is the best moment of this whole entire movie, the last 15 minutes. Um, you could tell, you know, she had a choice either to help her would-be boyfriend, Brian, or to make the sacrifice of pushing Satan's son into the mirror mm. and saving her and saving the world. Basically, she's crying, trying to figure out what to do. And she yeah. knows the choice she has to make. And I think that yeah. her crying is that saying, I'm going to have to leave the person that I love that I didn't want him to say that. To say Because remember, Brian wanted to tell her that, you know, I love you, but she didn't want to hear it. Um and then when Donald Pleasance actually traps her in that mirror, you know, and you could see her grabbing, you know, so someone can actually go in and maybe pull her out. Yeah. She yeah. was almost right there to be in rescue. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's really heartbreaking. It is. It's a it heartbreaking is. moment. It's oh. The Donald other thing Pleasance that... ruins everything. <laughs> the other thing that got me at the end of this film as well was. What do they call the character, the Simon and Simon character? Oh, Brian. Brian. No, the, the, Brian? the mustache, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, yeah, Brian. Yeah. So there's a bit where he um, goes up to the mirror at the end of the film and he starts to feel his face, and he's touching the side of his tash. He looks like he's gonna rip it off. <laughs> it's such a bad mustache. It's not it's an Atkins mustache. It's not an Atkins mustache. No, it's like he looks like he's wandered in off the set of a grotty porno or something, doesn't oh. he? <laughs> he does. Complete with Das's good soundtrack. It's not. It's not as bad though as the mustache from Sleepaway Camp. No. <laughs> right? Am I right? It's like hanging like, off that thing, isn't it? <laughs> just just a piece of black Moves. tape. <laughs> yeah. a piece of black tape or or Stallone's uh, as you called them last time is pubic hair and the training montage <laughs> but we actually have fun with this movie it's 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 you know I think it's worth visiting anytime oh, yeah, you, for sure if it comes it, it actually comes actually on cable now and then um, and it's actually worth watching because it's it's quite eerie it's it is. eerie and this like you it's, said the score itself oh yeah, I think it's really underrated. I really do. 
I think he's. Um, I think it's. You know, a lot of people say that his his movies kind of up until Big Trouble in Little China, he was he was just unstoppable. I think they live in this film as well. Are just terrific. They they all are. All his eighties films are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we start getting like to the likes of Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Ghosts of Mars. A thousand Ward. cigarettes or whatever. Yeah. 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 Ward. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about that. We're going to have to talk about it. We're going to have we'll to. We'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah. Slowly and surely, please. Um, but everyone, what do you think about Prince of Darkness? Is it one of your, you know, favorite hidden gems? Is it a guilty pleasure for you? Are you proud to own a set? I know Colin Murdy probably has six of these uh, sitting on his shelf somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's 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 an eerie movie. It's a movie that I am I'm glad to be watching anytime it comes on, um, and I absolutely adore it. I think it's a great great film. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, everybody, we'll see you next time. So as always, stick to the roads, and the best of luck. <laughs>